So while everyone went to go watch Super Mario Brothers, I decided to go watch Air, my most anticipated movie of the month. It's the latest film from Ben Affleck, and it's had reviews that have called it some of the one of the best sports movies ever made. So I was all in and, and wanted really wanted to see this movie. So did it deliver? And is it one of Ben Affleck's best? Find out in this review. Air is directed by Ben Affleck, written by Alex Convery, and stars Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jason Bateman, Marlon Wayans, Chris Messina, Chris Tucker, Viola Davis, and Julius Tennant. Sonny Vaccaro and Nike pursue basketball rookie Michael Jordan, creating a partnership that revolutionizes the world of sports and contemporary culture. Hey everyone, welcome back to Movie Morning and my most anticipated movie of the month of April, personally, Air, directed by Ben Affleck, starring him and Matt Damon, lifelong best friends. I've finally seen it. It, it. It's been a movie since they released the trailer that I've been absolutely hyped for. Now, I'm a big fan of this creative duo. I love both Ben Affleck and Matt Damon as actors and as writers, and I love Ben Affleck as a director. That When they announced their next movie was going to be about the Air Jordans, I rolled my eyes. I was like, why are they doing this? I mean, you have to understand that these two won for one of best adapted screenplay Oscar together, or best original screenplay, I should say, back in the 90s when they wrote one of my favorite films of all time, Goodwill Hunting, which you, if you've never seen, go see it. It's easily, again, one of the greatest movies of all time, easily one of my personal favorites, has the best Robin Williams performance in my personal opinion. The fact that they were going to be doing this movie, or not, a, not writing it in this case, well, Ben Affleck would be directing and Matt Damon starring, as well as also Ben Affleck starring in it. The fact that they decided to team up again to work on this movie, I thought was a very uninteresting choice from them. This is also going to be the first movie in their production company, Artist Equity, which they founded just a couple of years ago. And they have a few movies lined up to, um, to be under it after this. All that... All that aside, they finally released the trailer for it during Super Bowl weekend, and I thought it looked absolutely wonderful. And having seen the movie, it's exactly what I hoped it would be from the trailers. Again, this was not written by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, but it was picked up by them from a script written by Alex Convery. Now, what my understanding is they did make a few tweaks to the original script once Ben Affleck had the chance to speak to MJ himself. But this film does have a very sharp script, and it almost seems like they wrote it, and has a lot of, of the very similar things as Goodwill Hunting in terms of his positives. Number one, this is a very funny movie right off the bat, particularly in the first half when the film's a bit more, I would say, lighthearted and less nail-biting in certain regards, even though this is a very simple movie, which I should give a warning right off the bat. I don't think this movie will be up for too many Oscars because of how simple, laid-back in many ways and just kind of thin the entire thing is, and there's really just one goal, and there's just these events playing out, but it's not really like there's a complex layers to the actual plot. It's a very simple film, but it works, but that works to its advantage. It keeps the runtime short, and it has very witty dialogue that's also very realistic, which is why that Goodwill Hunting comparison, I think, does apply in certain regards, even though the genre. I mean, this film is a genre movie, while Goodwill Hunting is more a broad film. Again, this is a really funny movie, like I already mentioned. A lot of the actors have great comedic timing, as you'd expect from some of them, like Jason Bateman, Chris Tucker. I'll talk about the actress more later. 
they were all great and they all have to have to do a great job of just finding humor in every corner and every scene there's a lot of crass humor there's also a lot of very clever humor that there's a nice mix of that and i think all the pieces and everyone's opinions on this on michael jordan as a player on which company should be getting him is so well established in the opening like 20 to 30 minutes that a lot of the things that happen when these brand deals finally happen when these meetings happen between mj and some of nike's competitors which are kind of i guess the antagonists of these movie this movie in some way when those finally happen they actually mean so much because the movie takes its time to although it doesn't focus too much on nike's competitors like adidas and converse at least when at least during this time obviously converse eventually was bought by nike but during this time that's who their rivals were and it just does it does these little things such as with adidas setting up just with one scene where that company is at and what just happened that makes them in a bit of turmoil that might give nike a certain advantage it takes time to show you that without wasting time and i think it's it's a really nice balance this movie this movie manages to walk really really well and mj himself is obviously an absolute legend in the sports community in the world really he might be again the most famous athlete of all time and the way he's used in this movie and his story it's treated in a more grounded way but never losing the sight of just that stature that we all see michael jordan in Again, this is not a very well-known story. Not many people know the story of Sonny Vaccaro and how him and Nike managed to get a hold of uh, Michael Jordan, particularly when they were such underdogs in that time. But it does such a great job of using your knowledge of what happens with Michael Jordan in the real world to, to contextualize things that are happening in the movie and being set up. Like, for example, there's a scene, or there's actually many scenes, where characters at Nike, people who work in Nike, are talking and they mention a particular thing, and the text comes on screen that shows you what what they thought, what impact that thought that they just told the audience eventually had. And I thought it was a really cool creative decision by Affleck and the editing team to make the movie feel even more ingrained in reality. And one of the first things you're going to notice about this movie is the cast. The cast is fantastic. There's really no other way to say it. Matt Damon as the lead is easily giving one of his most fun performances in years. He has many great lines, and I think he gives a fantastic performance in this movie. Is he going to be recognized for Academy Awards? No. Should he be? That's a different question, and if I was personally voting, this is the type of movie that I usually want the Oscars to go for that they just never do because it's a sports movie or because it's a little too simple, it's a little too crowd-pleasing, which... The Academy sometimes looks down on, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Viola Davis, I think, probably gives a standout performance because she does have to show, I would say, the biggest range of emotion and has possibly the most impactful moments. Ben Affleck is also giving a very fun performance. Jason Bateman, Chris Tucker, and Chris Messina all have standout moments. There's particularly one phone conversation between Chris Messina and... Uh, Matt Damon's Sonny that is easily probably the funniest scene out of any movie I've seen in uh, in 2023 so far. But what I really appreciated with this was that every character adds something to this film. Each has a motivation that's driving them to get this brand deal done, whether that's 
for example, Michael Jordan's agent, who is played by Chris Messina, or Jason Bateman's character. There's something in it for everybody, and that's why they're working so hard to, in the case of, for example, MJ's agent, just trying to sign him with somebody, even though everybody wants him, trying to find the best deal, or with the people working in Nike, each of them have their own reason why they want why they want Michael Jordan at Nike. Well, for example, with Phil Knight, played by Ben Affleck, he's the CEO. So obviously he'd want a player as great as Michael Jordan, but he, he himself needs convincing to move away from what they initially planned for that draft season at the, in the NBA. And I think the movie just does a great job of fleshing out every character and make them all mean something. I thought that was really, really impressive. This film manages to make a movie about someone signing a shoe license with a sports brand company. Interesting. It doesn't rely on your knowledge of anything too much, but it still goes straight into the story, right from the opening scene. It sets up the time period really well, and it's very accessible, and it doesn't waste any time trying to build up too much, and yet it really it feels like it's a story you've wanted to hear about and have heard remnants of all along, and it's finally being pieced together for you. And I just really love that feeling I had watching this film. This film tells a very inspirational, I would say unconventional underdog story about this deal that changed sports partnerships between athletes and shoe companies or sports merchandising companies in general. And I just never realized the story itself had so much of the ups and downs that you'd expect from a usual sports movie, but in such a different way. And that it would actually be this engaging of a story to follow. It has all the uplifting emotions and all the swelling moments that you'd want in these kinds of films, alongside being wildly entertaining throughout. It's very similar to a movie like Ford v. Ferrari, which when that movie wants to hit you emotionally, it hits hard. And this film, it doesn't have as many, I would say, downright sad moments as that movie, for lack of a better, better term. This film is definitely more focused on the positive, but it has moments where the chips are down and it makes it very clear what the characters are feeling and it really does display through the music, through the way the scene is lit, what's happening and how everyone's feeling. And it really does... I would say transfer that feeling onto you because of the way Ben Affleck and his crew executed this great script. It has so many of those moments. It has every, although it's unconventional in being more about the behind the scenes drama of sports, which I've always been really interested in, even though I'm not a big sports fan anymore. I love when sports movies are able to succeed on the level this movie do. This movie does, and it 100% nails it. And I got to say that when it comes to this movie, I thought it did a fantastic job in particular of showing the moments where characters make these life-changing or world-changing decisions without realizing it and then slowly unraveling the impact that it has. And it, it just displays that so well that it creates such a satisfying feeling by the final moments. This is also a very well-paced movie. Like I mentioned, it's very entertaining. But it's also inspirational in how hard, for example, Sonny Vaccaro worked to get this deal happen, to get this deal to happen, what he had to do, who he had to convince, everyone he had to call, all the ups and downs he faced. I mean, there is so much to the story. 
that just motivates you by the end. And I really love this movie was able to find that balance. And it uses the audience's knowledge of what happens with Michael Jordan, how much of a global phenomenon he becomes to create more impact. I would say my favorite scene of the whole movie involves Matt Damon's character at a meeting with Michael Jordan, which has been teased in the trailers. And he's talking and explaining what he believes will happen in MJ's career. But to make this other point, which is really unexpected and kind of wins him over in many ways. But then they're playing footage of the real life Michael Jordan. And it creates, again, that to what I was talking about, like those moments where the emotions swell, that was the biggest one in my mind. It was just such a profound way of showing just how clever and how good Sonny Vaccaro is and how, how much of a risk taker he is, but how much he puts in to those risks. And I really appreciate how they handled that. And I also have to mention the time period. This was, this is set in the, the 1984. And I would say they recreated that time period pretty well. I loved the soundtrack for this movie. There's not really much of an original score at all. But the soundtrack and the song choices, I thought, played into that era very well. And it's definitely a much better music era for music than we're in right now, which is, I hate a lot of the music being released right now. So I guess that's why I specifically had to mention that. But I would say I love that they only went with 80 songs, really. I think mostly, if not all. And it really worked. And then the production design, while not very flashy, is very showy because Ben Affleck makes it a point to just zoom in on all these 80s things that people grew up in the 80s, which is not me, would recognize, such as just candy wrappers or license plates, cars, uh, costumes. And I'll say the costume design is also excellent in this movie, particularly Phil Knight's wardrobe and this one particular outfit he has at the end, which I thought was hysterical. So I love that aspect of this film. And speaking of kind of the time period, not so much when the movie's set, but just as a film, it just harkens back to the to time where we would get more of these crowd-pleasing, old-school, retro-style dramas that definitely drama, that, that definitely would play to the awards crowd, make those people happy, but still work for general audiences. And that's one of the things that Ben Affleck has talked about extensively on the press tour for this movie, which I have been very involved in listening to is that they wanted to make this film that him and Matt Damon, who, again, have been friends since they were kids, watched when they grew up and made them want to make movies. And I love that they'll do that. And I think this is the type of movie where a lot of people who are maybe a bit younger than me and haven't fully discovered their love of movies is small-scale enough and about a subject matter that they might be more familiar with in sports that will inspire them to make movies. It tells this real-life tale that deserves to be told and it just, it, again, it has this retro feel. And I feel like a lot of movies now, a lot of people's favorite movies of recent memory have that, especially a movie like Top Gun Maverick. The reason we everyone loved that movie is because it harkened back to this other time of action movies. This film does that, but with more crowd-pleasing dramas. And I really hope Amazon takes that and just leans into this kind of sub-area of movies that has been very underexplored in the past decade or so and I hope we get more of these and I hope Ben Affleck and Matt Damon continue to greenlight these kinds of films in their new production companies and I hope they get put in theaters like this one was and it's unfortunate that it is releasing the same week as Super Mario because it's not going to perform as well as that movie and it wouldn't have anyways 
But it's unfortunate that no one's really talking about this movie as much because that film is out. But I implore you, if you only have one movie to go see this weekend, look, I'm going to see Super Mario tomorrow. I will have a review out. I promise you this film is the best weekend, the best movie that is released, that will would have released this weekend. I promise you it will probably be the best movie of this whole month, exactly like I was hoping. Honestly, when it comes to my negatives, I don't have that many problems with this movie at all. I mean, it would probably be enough to get it my highest grade. The only reason I would say I'm not fully, like, five stars out of five, one of the greatest movies ever made, is because I just don't think it does enough, like, fully exceptionally well for me to just love it as much as maybe I would with other sports movies, like, uh, for example, Rocky or Creed. It doesn't go fully above and beyond in that regard, and in another way it kind of does by making the story way more interesting than it has any right being. Is it the best movie of the year? I would say, yeah, probably. It's up there with John Wick Chapter 4. It's a very tight race, but I love this movie. I thought it was fantastic. If you want any issues, I guess the main things I thought of were I think the ending of the movie gets very indulgent in terms of the amount of information it wants to bring you in give those people who love Michael Jordan what they want in those feels. As someone who did not grow up watching Michael Jordan and have, haven't, have you know, fully, although I watched The Last Dance and all that, I'm, I still not, I still don't, I'm not, still not quite in sync with those people who grew up in the 90s and how they view Michael Jordan. I definitely didn't feel that. And I feel like in the ending, they just did way too much to just hand you way too much information when half of it didn't really feel relevant to the story they were telling about Sonny Vaccaro and Phil Knight and how they did and how they managed to sign Michael Jordan. I think there was definitely way too much montaging towards the final few minutes of the film. And I think it's not as impactful at points as as a result as it should be. I think part of that, though, might be because my theater was very empty. Again, everyone's going to see Super Mario. So that might have been why, but I think... In a packed theater, I would say the final few moments and everything it's telling you, everything it wants to catch you up on that's happened over the past nearly 40 years since this film came out, I think that all might be, not this film came out, when these events take place. It might be more impactful and even, like, it works even better if you're in a crowded theater because I think there was a total of three people in the theater, including myself, watching this film, which is unfortunate. I hope it does well at the box office. But overall, Air is an inspiring, unconventional tale of an underdog in Nike and Sonny Vaccaro in its time period trying to sign the most iconic athlete in the history of the earth, basically. It's very funny. It's got a really sharp script, an entertaining cast, a brisk pace, and it all leads to many satisfying moments, some big emotions that will be easily, hands down, one of my favorite movie experiences of the year, one of my favorite movies of the year, period. Please go check this movie out. Don't wait for it to hit streaming. Support this movie in theaters. I want more stuff like this. I loved this movie. Please go watch it again. This movie really does deserve your money. I'm going to give Air an A. And this is a must-watch in theaters as soon as you can. Go check it out. Give it, give it the money it needs to be successful. Show Amazon that we want more of the movies they're producing in theaters and not just on Prime Video. Again, I really hope we get more stuff like this. I love this movie. Again, I shouldn't keep repeating that. 
It, it might be the best film of the year so far. It's definitely at least my second favorite. And I'm really looking forward to seeing whatever Ben Affleck does next. Love him as a director. And his track record continues to be great. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.